blessings and salutations to all the ghouls, witches, and weirdos. This is your host, Lowly Moon, here to bring you some brew. This brew, we are discussing all things spooky, plus the upcoming astro forecast. So get your treats because it's going to be a spectacular episode. And I cannot wait to share what is going on and what is upcoming. Um, This is going to be a super raw type episode as well. I did not take many notes in regards to some of the items I'm talking about today. Um, really the astro forecast I'm talking about. So we're going to get right into it. There's a few things I want to talk about for this week's forecast. Um, We have Mars entering Scorpio. We have the new moon in Scorpio and we have uh, Venus entering Capricorn. Okay. So we're really going to talk about the new moon in Scorpio the most, but I want to highlight some of the other things that are taking place as well. So first of all, we have, um, depending on when you listen to this, um, we have Mars entering Scorpio at 10 21 AM. So this is Mars finally entering one of its home signs. Okay. And this is happening right before Hallow's Eve, right before Halloween. So I expect to see some super spooky type costumes this year. I feel like a lot of people are either going all the way out or they're just not really doing it for whatever reason. Um, But those who are going all the way out, I feel like it's gonna be more spooky type costumes versus like cute and sexy type costumes. Um, But we shall see. Um, But Mars entering Scorpio is going to be really intense. This is going to highlight a lot of, um, you know, obviously cleansing and rebirthing and destruction, but this can also turn into a little bit of self-sabotage if we are not careful. Scorpio moves in silence. Scorpio can be very sneaky. Scorpio can be very concerned and very and very um, hyper aware and not really able to rest. Okay, so Scorpio being in the sign of in being in in Mars right now is just uh, really heightening that ability. But in regards to how we move forward with things or how we choose to move at all, sometimes the paranoia is so intense that we might not even choose to even move forward at all. And that's honestly even worse because then we're just paralyzing ourselves, right? And that feels like what? The energy of the Eight of Swords, honestly and truly. Um, But Mars and Scorpio is going to be, I think, a really wonderful um, transit just because, first of all, Mars and one of its ruling signs is always powerful and great for magic and for working. So if you are doing any type of protection work, okay, any type of ancestral veneration right now, this is a really, really great time to do that, but especially spiritual protection, okay? Mars and Scorpio brings out a lot of nasty stuff, okay? This is just more Scorpio energy that is being brought up before the new moon, okay? Because the new moon happens on the 4th of November. And so Mars enters Scorpio on the 30th. So that's literally in, well, tomorrow, depending on when you listen to this. (laughs) So that's very soon. Um, so there's a lot of scorpion energy just brewing more and more and more each day. And honestly, personally, I love it. Um, but it can be really, really intense. So I can see that there might be some heightened, you know, violence even and aggression towards from people or even from yourself. Um, so really watch your tongue, be very mindful of your words. Okay. We have Mercury entering Scorpio as well later on, which I'm going to talk about a little bit quickly as well. Um, so this is really, really, really important. Okay. Make sure that you are not just 
moving forward without making a proper decision, okay? Make sure that you actually sat with your thoughts and you wrote everything down, sat at your altar or wherever you go to meditate and be with yourself, be with your higher self, be with, be with spirit and ask for guidance, ask for support, okay? Because sometimes you're looking at things from the, the land's view, the ground view, when you need to have a bird's eye viewpoint. And that's where spirit comes in, okay? So sometimes we move forward in ways that we think is to protect ourselves because we think we sense danger when really we just blocked a blessing. And that's very heightened in Mars and Scorpio energy. There's a lot of paranoia around um, what people's real intentions are around us and us, maybe, us even maybe uh, questioning people <laughs> and their intentions. You know, it can be really, really, really nasty. So with that, I just wanna say, um, be very mindful of who you are around. This is also a heightened time of sexual transmitted diseases, I'm going to say, as well as spiritual transmitted diseases. This is a very heightened time of the sacral energy that can that can be in a space that is uh, distorted and of lower vibration and therefore can attract this kind of, you know, illness to the body, unfortunately, uh, or to the spirit. So you want to make sure, again, you are on top of your spiritual protection, okay? I'm not playing with y'all. Listen, I'm already getting my straps. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, okay? Um, and it's not because I expect the worst. No, it's, it's not even about that. It's just I'm not playing with people and their nonsense. The veil is very thin. Mars entering Scorpio on the 30th, right before all these holidays of to do with death and, and ancestors is happening when the veil is very thin and everyone's inviting everybody to the side, no, no, thank you. No, 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 we gotta be smart, you guys, okay? Keep your Florida water in your bag. You can get a, a, a small little plastic bottle, a spray bottle even, okay, um, whatever, and put your Florida water in there, put your, your, your spirit water in there, keeping your purse, keeping your bag, keeping your satchel, keeping your damn pocket, I don't care what you keep it on, just keep it on you, okay? And honestly, that's all you really need, to be quite honest. Um, and that bottle you can leave on your altar when you're not outside, when you're not, not at home, for example. Okay, um, have your black tourmaline on you. Um, you know, make sure that you are covered in protection because it's a lot of heavy energy right now that's being transformed and moved around, which is a really great thing because everyone's going to be elevated in a really beautiful way, I believe, and truly. Um, but it's still very heavy. There's still a lot of mourning going on, okay? So we need to be very, very mindful of that. Um, but yes, Mars and Scorpio is also a huge time for sex magic as well. Um, and also even, maybe even abundance magic in regards to looking at contracts, looking at, um, you know, not essentially what people's intentions are with you, but looking at your career, your business, if, if you have one. Um, looking at your sponsors if, if you have those or looking into getting that okay looking to grow your abundance Scorpio is about um, being able to expand through the support of other beings okay that's what it's really about it's about binding yourself to somebody essentially and moving forward and creating a, a greater path or whatever it is um, and that can be really really tricky right because Scorpio does carry a lot of heaviness with it sometimes but it's a very beautiful, powerful energy that can really bring on a lot of change. Um, so I want to go into the new moon in, in Scorpio now because that's really the biggest thing that's happening. 
Um, and this moon is super, super, super important because this is the moon that grows into the lunar eclipse that we have later on this month or not this month, sorry, next month in November. Okay, so let's talk about this new moon in Scorpio, shall we? First of all, I want to say happy solar returns to all the Scorpios. I don't know if I if I um, saluted you guys or shouted you guys out in the last episode, but I want to make sure that I do that now. So happy solar return to all the Scorpios. I love you guys. I love all Scorpio suns, all Scorpio moons, all Scorpio risings. Yo, you guys are so damn awesome. Um, shout out to all the Scorpio placement babies out there. Um, if you are 94 baby, then you definitely have at least a Scorpio stelium, most likely. So shout out to you as well. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about this new moon in Scorpio, you guys. First of all, it is very intense. Um, there is a lot of energy that's been brewing, and I feel like everyone's been talking about this kind of like this big bang kind, not big bang, that sounds weird. I don't know what to call it, but this huge event, you know, a lot of spiritualists, a lot of beings have been like, you know, spirits been saying, prepare, prepare, prepare. And it's like, what are we preparing for? And some might call it judgment day. Some might call it the apocalypse. Some might call it whatever. I don't think it's anything like that. I don't think we're going to see blackbirds flying from the sky and dropping on the ground. Like, no, I don't think it's going to be anything like that, but there is definitely a shift, um, taking place within, I would say the astral and spiritual realm and in the spirit realm. And that is what is kind of playing out down here or within this realm, I should say, not even down here. Um, and it's very interesting, honestly. And, um, I don't even know what that really looks like to be honest, but what I can say with some confidence that I'm sharing with you guys is that this new moon and this eclipse season is really, um, a, a deciding factor, or at least the beginning of what that looks like. Okay. Mostly because we have this Uranus energy that's highlighted so damn much. And obviously under the full moon, it's going to be so intense and so crazy. Um, but in a good way, I think, but it's, it's just so much change is going on. You guys, it's just a lot. Um, but the first thing I noticed with this new moon is the fact that we actually have, um, the ascendant at Taurus at the first degree, which is very interesting. Um, which means that all the energy of the Scorpio where we're having this new moon is in the descendant. Okay. Which I like to call the darkness <laughs> of the astro chart. Um, and obviously the seventh house. Yes. So we have this Scorpio stealing of the sun and the moon who are conjunct together. And of course, um, Mars, who's of course conjuncted both of them as well in Scorpio now, um, all just sitting snug as a bug in the seventh house. So obviously this can highlight what? a lot of intense changes or highlighting factors of things coming to light or at least starting to be talked about and discussed within our relationships, within um, our kinships, you know, our platonic relationships, uh, even with our family, maybe potentially, this could also be about family. Um, there could be some secrets coming out. There could be some, just some, some changes going out with, with, you know, with people. Uh, there could be some actual deaths taking place. I don't wish that on anybody though, so I don't want you to clean those words, but you know, it is the energy of Scorpio. We are in that season for a reason. Um, a, a lot of souls do ascend at this point, at this time. It is, it just is what it is. Um, but there is actually a lot of um, positive aspects with this, with this moon. First of all, all these conjunctions of the sun and the moon and Mars is really just showing us that we are ready to, I would say, dedicate ourselves and commit to ourselves to a whole other level. 
And I know I talked about our relationships because the seventh house is Libra energy, but I'm also seeing this as our actual projects, our actual, um, you know, businesses, the thing, the seeds that we've planted essentially, whatever that might look like, maybe it's not even related to business at all or money, but there are still projects and plans that we have in place that maybe we've been, you know, not feeling super confident about or whatever has been going on. But this Scorpio new moon is really giving us that power boost and is is like giving us like a whole other life. You know when you're playing a video game and sometimes you do something really awesome and they reward you with like a new or an additional life? Basically, that's what this new moon is, okay? Um, we have, again, Taurus in the first house of the Ascendant, which means Uranus is in the first house. So a lot of personal change is going on. And maybe we're actually being really quiet about what these personal changes are. Maybe we're not really sharing all these details with people. Um, although some of us could be making huge announcements on our social platforms because we have uh, Jupiter and Aquarius connecting with um, Mercury in Libra, making a trine, and Jupiter sitting in the 11th house, which is actually the Aquarian energy. So there could be a lot of expansion um, and, and, and conversation taking place in regards to social media um, and even just sharing things with our friends. So there could be someone talking about um, engagements. I feel like there's a lot of engagements going on at this time. A lot of marriages going on at this time, potentially. A lot of, you know, people just putting their happy on display, supposedly. Maybe it's not even those events, but it could just be a lot of people just really forcing to show this happiness on display, um, you know, to prove that they're doing well, essentially. Now, obviously Mars is doing the most and Uranus is also doing the most, but, but not even Mars, actually. No, Saturn is doing the most. Mars is minding his business, kind of. He's also doing the most, but Saturn is doing a lot. Squaring off with Mars, squaring off with Mercury, squaring off with the moon, and squaring off with the sun. So Saturn is really, you know, um, challenging us to really look at everything from a very careful, magnified, dissected type uh, behavior and type of filter. So we are really doing an autopsy on all of our plans, all of our ideas, all of our dreams, whatever we've been floating in our heads of things that we know we want to start planting for next year, for example, right? Because now that we're talking about the new moon in Scorpio, that full moon takes place in Taurus season, so next year. Um, and Taurus season is a very abundant time. Obviously, we all know this. This is the energy of, of Venus and Earth. So yes, it's very abundant. I would say the most abundant. Shout out to Tauruses. Um, but with that being said, all these things need to be not essentially perfect, but they need to be foolproofed. Okay, we don't want to be caught up in this in this time loop or this hell loop of our own because we keep making the same damn mistakes. And really, it's not a mistake. It becomes a choice over time. So Saturn squaring off with these personal plants is telling us like, listen, I support what you want to do. But I want to make sure you completely understand what it is that you are doing and that you can fully commit. Again, commitment is a huge theme for this move because we have the seventh house being uh, lit up. Okay, so I don't see Saturn as a bad thing. Saturn is always to help us do that construction work. Okay, and get the best results in the end. So take this new moon to really sit with yourself and write out all of your thoughts. You don't even have to have a plan. You can literally write in your journal, I actually don't even have a plan. I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm scared, but I'm also trusting at the same time. 
okay? And just start writing whatever you want. It doesn't have to be this perfect, you know, mood board and all these fancy ass words. It has to be real. Now, what really helps, I would say, with manifesting work and, and writing um, our plans out during these intense moons and powerful moons is us really tapping into the emotion, okay? Which is very hard for fixed signs, I know, but we gotta try, okay? So when I say emotion, I mean when you receive this blessing, when this item manifests, what is that going to feel like? What does that look like for you? And how can you allow yourself to tap into that? So just imagine for a moment, you know now that you received everything you desire. What does that look like? How does that feel? And tap into that emotion as much as possible, but especially when you're writing your, your plans. It really, really helps. Um, so that's a, also a really great little tip, okay? Now, I want to go a little bit further into this chart and talk about Uranus. So Uranus, again, who's in Taurus, is sitting opposite to Mars um, and the Moon and the Sun because they're all conjunct together and sitting in the seventh house. So this is really highlighting, again, a lot of powerful changes and shifts taking place and evolution taking place um, of ourselves, personal selves, within our, um, our emotional maturity and our emotional depth. We're going deeper. And maybe that requires a lot of crying, a lot of tears, a lot of frustration, a lot of eruption of emotions even. Okay, Uranus sitting opposite of Mars. I don't really enjoy this aspect. Um, this aspect makes me a little bit nervous, to be honest. Um, but I know it's all for important things. Um, this is really just Uranus putting a, more of a fire and electrical shock to the energy of Mars and Scorpio. So this could really turn into, again, paranoia and concern and not really wanting to shift or move because we're afraid. Again, we're paralyzed in, in, our, in our fear and that's not really great, right? So um, with that, I just say, again, tapping into the emotion of what it feels like to have all those things manifest is really what's going to help and it can help ground you even. Um, and, and, and also just remembering, obviously, that all these powerful changes and intense things that are taking place right now are absolutely necessary. It's really hard in Scorpio season to not want to hold on for your dear life because you feel like you're falling off a tree, about to fall to your death, but you need to let go. That's the whole point, is for you to fall to your death. That's the, literally the whole point. Not your actual death, okay? You know what I'm talking about, all right? So this moon is very beautiful. Um, we have, again, Taurus at the Ascendant. We have Capricorn at the Midheaven. Um, funny enough. So with that being said, um, Capricorns, I see a lot of eyes on you. So you will definitely want to tap into that spiritual protection energy that I was talking about earlier. Um, with Mars and Scorpio and this new moon in Scorpio, I would say definitely tapping into, um, you know, rituals to do with protection, spiritual protection, um, spiritual cleansing, obviously. Um, if you want to do like love magic and sex magic, you can definitely do that at this point. Just know that it's going to bring in some really intense, powerful changes and you have to be ready for that. Okay, be ready for that. Um, if those of you are actually looking to get even pregnant, I would say, you know, maybe do some sex magic during this new moon. I'm not saying there's any guarantees, but there's a lot of great uh, twinkles in the stars to help with that energy. Um... Libras and uh, Tauruses, I'm going to say, 
Tauruses, obviously there's a lot of changes going on for you. There's a lot of pressure on you right now, I'm feeling from the Tauruses. Um, but Taurus, just know that it's because you're so damn great and we love you and you're doing great, honey. Okay, so don't sweat it. Just relax a little bit. In fact, you should probably take a break. Um, Libras, I'm seeing a lot of intense changes in your relationships, um, change of status, change of um, vibration frequency, even just more deeper connections, commitment going on. I don't know, but Libras, there's a lot of conversations about you. Also, looking at your health, your physical body. Don't just neglect that, okay? You need to make sure you're still looking and taking care of yourself, okay? Um, let me see. Pisces. I see some great transformation for Pisces as well. Really, some, some really intense spiritual transformations for Pisces. Good for you, Pisces. Um, you did good work. Um, let me see. Uh, Sagittarius's. I'm seeing the same thing for you as well, but also lots of conversations and lots of eyes on you, Sagittarius's, um, as well as um, Aquarius's. Okay, so there's a lot of eyes on you. Um, so make sure you have your spiritual protection going on as well. Um, but also take take um, you know advantage of this energy of all these eyes on you. This is actually a really great thing. I'm seeing some new contracts and abundance coming your way. So congratulations to you. Um, Capricorns, lots of intense changes for you. Do not resist. Stop resisting. Let yourself have this okay let yourself have this stop punishing yourself let yourself have this um but also i see that you are you know in a good place for the most part but you're going through a lot of stuff right right now and you need to let yourself just feel it all and let the damn things happen stop resisting stop digging your heels you guys are really really intense right now um but focusing on your bag has kept you grounded so keep doing that I see that that's working for you. Um, and I think that's basically it. Scorpios, obviously, this is a really powerful time for you as well. This is your moon. So I'm seeing for you um, a lot of changes in regards to your relationships as well, your personal relationships. Um, lots of abundance coming your way. Lots of growth coming your way. Lots of revelations coming your way. And lots of growth. Uh, maybe even doing some traveling plans or some serious deep plans of the future. Um, you're having some really intense revelations right now. So I think that's really good for you. Aries, Aries. Oh my goodness, Aries. You are getting a lot of good connections of abundance too. I'm seeing that there are some great changes taking place for you, Aries. And it's really, really awesome. Um, but just make sure that you're using your head and you still have a damn plan. Don't just ignore the red flags as you go down this road. Okay. It's not going to be all easy. So just keep your eyes alert and aware. Um, but yes, enjoy your abundance because you've worked so damn hard for it. You guys have been getting beat up for a, for a long time. So <laughs> I'm happy for you. Um, Gemini and Virgos. I am seeing that there is a lot of abundance and conversation going on. Maybe some intense changes and intense means pressure because there are some conjunctions to Mars for you as well with Saturn squares with Pluto. So lots of pressure may be taking place as these conversations are taking place and as these changes are taking place. Um, but spirit is kind of highlighting you also need to take care of your body and make sure that you are looking at your affairs. Don't ignore your earthly duties and responsibilities. Okay. Look at your plans, make sure they are organized, um, and really take care of your body, especially. Okay. So I think that is everyone. I think I got everybody. Um, Aquarius, I think I already talked about you. Did I talk about Aquarius? Oh, no, I have not. Or Cancer. Goddamn. Or Leo. Goddamn. Okay, so Aquarius. 
you also have a lot of eyes on you and there's still some pressure and intensity going on in regards to the changes taking place for you. Um, but there's a lot of intense conversations taking place, which maybe is not really ideal for you because you don't really are not really into that a lot of times. Um, but it's allowing you to grow in a really beautiful way and it's allowing you to be seen in a really beautiful light. And I love that for you. Um, cancers, lots of pressure, lots of changes, lots of intense changes right now. Do not resist. Do not resist. Okay. Make sure that you are just breathing and exhaling and lean on the people who love you because they are there to help you. And unless you speak up about what you're going through, no one's really going to know. And it's not really anyone's fault, but your own. So please like let people know that you're there and like, and that you are okay. Um, even if you're not open to speaking to anyone, but let people in. Okay. That's what I'm really hearing for you guys right now. Okay. Cancers, um, Leo's you too. Lots of intense changes going on in your relationships as well. Um, and you know, actually focusing on self-expression and self-care and self-love is really important for you at this time. Okay. Let yourself be emotional. Let yourself feel all the good things. Um, also you guys have really intense dreams right now, you and the cancers. So make sure that you are writing your dream journals and taking uh, advantage of the fact that your intuition is heightened right now. It's helping you for a reason. So if you're feeling something is off, tap into that and look into that. Okay. You don't have to make a decision right away, but at least acknowledge it for a moment for what it is. All right. Now we are done with everyone. moving on. So the next thing I wanted to talk about really quickly, um, aside from this new moon in Scorpio is the fact that Venus is entering um, Capricorn the next day, which is the 5th of November, and that is at 6.44 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And later on that day, we have, Mo we have Mercury entering Scorpio um, at 6.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So really quickly, I just want to talk about where those placements are taking place. So Venus will actually be sitting right at the like last degree of the second house when this takes place. Um, so I love that because this is literally the, one of the houses of Venus. This is the house of Taurus. So what I see for Venus in Capricorn energy is a lot of focus on, um, changes in our, in our, in our plans and getting really organized, getting really realistic about things and, um, not settling for BS. You know, we are really wanting, um, a higher frequency, of abundance of wealth of growth and our standards are also just changing and this is actually a good thing now what i really want to highlight for a moment about this venus and capricorn um transits really important is the fact that venus is actually going to station retrograde yes venus will station retrograde on december 19th at the 26th degree of capricorn Okay, so this is the zodiac sign when that retrograde takes place. That seems like a far time away, but we all know time in this year has been really kind of just crazy. So um, just know that this is the sign where that retrograde takes place. So if you are fixed right now on certain ideas or um, plans, just understand that those ideas could go through a makeover between now and the end of that retrograde, okay, which I'll talk about much later in time. Um, but Venus in Capricorn is really about us stepping our game up. It's about us, you know, doing what is right. It's about us stepping up our standards even, okay, and not just 
allowing ourselves to lay down and accept things for what they are. Like, no, that's not what we're about at all. Capricorn can be very stubborn and will not settle for less. Capricorns do not settle for anything, period. They're not about that life. They're just not. They're not about it. And I respect them so much because of that. You know, I, I love them for that. So this is really about that. And so we can be a little bit, um, you know, stubborn in those ways. And that could be tough during the retrograde period. Um, but just know that it, this is really a time about getting organized and getting serious and looking at if what you are accepting and allowing to enter you in your spaces, etc., um, is worth your time and your energy and getting rid of it. Okay. Now, when Venus is doing this, there is a square to Neptune. So again, this reality check, okay. Neptune is like now kind of not able to play its tricks no more. So Venus is like, listen, I don't have time for this nonsense. So, so, you know, there's that square. So there's a lot of reality checks that are taking place. Now, obviously, as Venus moves throughout um, the sign of Capricorn, that square will eventually turn into a sextile, which is much, which is much better for us, obviously. Um, but as of right now, it's starting off with a square because we're having some reality checks during this time. Okay. But because there is a really great sextile with Venus um, to Mars and Scorpio, there is a lot of positive movement. So again, whatever reality checks that we're having right now and that is checking us up at that time, understand that it is because you are making space for the path ahead. There's a new path, there's a new road that's opening up for you and it's time for you to take your place and claim that. What I really love about this event of Venus entering Capricorn is the fact that we have um, the Scorpio ascendant literally at the zero degree. So the sun and the moon are still both in Scorpio. Um, and we also have the ascendant in Scorpio. So again, intense changes, you guys. This Scorpio season is not playing. It is all about intense fucking changes. And we love it here, obviously. But it is a lot, okay? So um, with that, I also want to say the uh, Capricorn energy, yes, there's a little tiny bit of it in the second house, which is where Venus is, but a lot of it is in the third house. So in order to go through these intense changes and these makeovers and to find out what is um, really our idea of goal and where we should be setting our standards for, okay, we need to tap into our inner child a little bit and really start to study and acknowledge our patterns of behavior to understand what our standards look like to us. Because our patterns and our behaviors, our routines, our cycles, these will reflect to us um, you know, what are our standards essentially? They really, they really do. And that's maybe where that harsh reality check comes in with that, with that square from a Venus to Neptune. Um, but just trust that all of it is for the right reasons. And, um, you know, all this movement is going to allow us to receive the bigger bundles. Okay. It's not about things being bigger or, or, or worth more money or whatever it is. No, it's not about that. It's about the frequency that they're on and bigger means also just higher, more pure. Okay. Um, Mercury entering Scorpio really quickly. I'm going to talk about that's happening at 6:35 PM the same day. Um, and at this point, Mercury is actually going to be the sixth house. So really there is a focus of our routines shifting into the energy of our physical bodies and really being in our bodies and not neglecting our bodies. And as I'm saying that, I'm seeing that, of course, um, Taurus is in the 12th house. So Taurus, which rules the body, um, is in the 12th house where 
things go to hide and go to be buried and be forgotten about, which is not okay. So Mercury in, in, in Scorpio is starting off with um, a really great sextile with, with Venus, um, but there is that square to Saturn still taking place and to Pluto. Um, so there's still, you know, some pressure going on um, for poor little Mercury. Um, but with Taurus in the 12th house and, and Mercury entering Scorpio in the 6th house, I'm seeing that there is a focus of our routines returning back to our physical bodies and not neglecting our bodies. There could be more, you know, soreness to the bones. Obviously now at this point, November 5th, uh, depending on where you live, it is getting colder at this point. So yes, the bones are getting a little bit, you know, shooketh from the cold. Um, but really getting into your bodies, go to those hot yoga classes, go swim at your pool, go sit up in the hot tub, the sauna, whatever it is that you need to do for yourself, go and do that thing so that you can, um, you know, connect with your body a little bit more. And also just make sure that you are being very mindful of where you are and who you are around because with this movement and the way that the plants are kind of sitting in this space, I am seeing um, that there could be a lot of heightened, you know, illness and sickness just in general taking place at that time. Or I should say that weekend because this is happening on a Venus day. So just make sure that you are very mindful of your body and your temple and just, you know, protect yourself. Okay. And that's all I really want to say about that. Um, there is more that I want to get into for this episode. So I think I'm going to end it there on the Astro T. That was a lot, I know. But all I want to say is shout out to Scorpio season because this is a lot of movement. Um, this new moon is really going to bring in a lot of changes for us. And I'm really, really, really excited to see how everyone just unfolds and shows their wings and, and spreads them and flies. It's going to be really great, um, but it's going to be very intense. So just make sure that you are doing things that feel good to you, but you know, they're also not going to cost you later on. So take care of your body, take care of yourself. Um, but just make sure that you are not falling for, you know, traps. Okay, there's a lot of traps, a lot of tricks out at this point because, again, the veil is thin. A lot of tricks for spirits out and they come in the form of people a lot in terms of, um, you know, tests and whatever. Um, they also come out in the form of animals, in the form of just, you know, a literal pattern <laughs> that you know that you shouldn't be following. Um, so just be mindful of that and take good care of yourself. Protect yourself. Boundaries are everything, okay? Do not be afraid to tell a, a, a mofo to shut the fuck up and to back the fuck up, okay? Um, you don't want people to, to fuck around and find out. There's a lot of bad energy going around, so please protect your peace. It is not worth a drama. People are talking a lot of talk right now, so let them be. Focus on your bag. Focus on yourself. Focus on your power. Focus on you and you'll be just fine talking to your dead obviously is something we're going to talk about um but there's a lot of scorpio energy that is just being intensified and, and and heightened right now and magnified and i love it um and it's starting to feel like spooky season for real right now but yes that is all for the astro tea so happy new moon you guys um i'm also going to be posting a lot on instagram from now until then so I will probably go a bit deeper even maybe and, and see even and, and see even more things um, about this moon. But um, we're going to wrap it up there for the Astro Tea and move on to the next segment. So for the next segment, we're going to go right into our spiritual gospel and just talk about 
the reason of the season yes this is my favorite season this is my favorite month of the year october i love october um october is a wonderful month it is a beautiful month there's a lot of change and growth and expansion that takes place in october and i'm just so sad that it's almost over you know i don't want to accept the fact that all this other things is things are taking place and whatever but Anyways, I love October. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about Halloween and the season of the dead. So when I'm talking about the reason for the season, I'm talking about the ancestors and, you know, the season of the dead. And it's no coincidence that these things are taking place during Scorpio season. So I'm going to give you guys a quick little, um, you know, history lesson first before we talk into all the other good stuff. Um, but let's get into it. So first of all, um, what is Halloween and, and how did it even begin? Well, first of all, as many of you know from witches, um, this time of year or even that date is not always referred to as Halloween. And the reason for that is because one, many witches are to also follow the pagan wheel of the year. So that is one of the biggest reasons. Um, but two, because it's also, I guess, to say to, to honor and recognize its beginnings, its humble beginnings, right? And witches are really about the traditional um, earthly-based way of doing things. So Halloween, or as we know it today, Halloween, um, started with the Celtic pagan festival, okay? So the Celtic um, culture is very ancient, um, I would say probably over 2000s plus years, okay? And so this festival was known as Samhain. So some might say Sam Hain or Sam Wayne, but it's it's Samhain as far as I as far as I know. Now, Samhain was a festival where um, beings would light, <clears throat> excuse me, bonfires, huge 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 bonfires and wear costumes to keep the spirits at a distance from them and you know away from them and not necessarily just any spirits i would say more so the lower spirits right because they understood that this time of year was when a lot of the dead came back which meant that the portals were wide open and everybody was showing up now just pausing for a moment and looking at halloween now we don't necessarily have huge bonfires right but there's definitely the lighting of jack-o'-lanterns of pumpkins and that keeps the, the, the you know the heat right keeping the light at bay and also the costumes I don't have to explain that part um, but anyway so Samhain has been known as a day that marked the end of summer and the harvest and so therefore the season of winter aka what they knew as the darker time of the year which was associated with literal physical death itself okay so the Celtics believed that on this day, right before their new year began, was when the spirits returned and walked the earth. So just pausing for a moment, they celebrated their new year on the 1st of November. And so Samhain was considered the last day before that. So kind of like a New Year's Eve. But it wasn't really celebrated in the way that we do that now. It was more so of a, again, spiritual protection bonfires and costumes for spiritual protection this is all about spiritual protection i hope you guys are paying attention to what i'm saying right now okay that's that's what's really going on so with that being said they would celebrate by wearing their costumes which included 
the head of animals. So not to point fingers, but notice how in a horror movie sometimes, depending on what kind of movie it is, they include a lot of like animal, you know, heads as part of the costume, as part of the, the scare. And I think it's because they're trying to tap into this like older type folklore, okay, that maybe is from this era. I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence though. But anyway, their costumes were or included the head of animals, skins, and also burning foods and meats um, as sacrifices that they were giving as, you know, a sign of gratitude, of course, to the Celtic gods. So they were celebrating, I would say, yes, probably death itself and probably their ancestors in their own ways, but more so the new year was about to begin. So they were willing to bring forth the abundance from their harvest and whatever it was and, and, and sacrifice some of it to the Celtic gods to ensure that their new year started off abundantly and with spiritual protection because they were not playing okay they were not playing about their shit so shout out to um the celtics for real for Sawin. we love it um now with that being said i kind of want to talk about the fact that halloween takes place in scorpio season okay again scorpio is the sign of pluto and mars and so the energy of the underworld and death and rebirth and destruction, okay? These are all huge themes of Scorpio. And of course, the season, it literally gets darker. We turn our clocks back an hour. Some of us do anyway. <laughs> and so literally the darker time of the year takes place during this season, right? So there is no coincidence that the ancestors, and I'm going to talk about all the ancestors in a moment, but particularly right now, the Celtic ancestors, um, it's no surprise that they understood what was taking place because they're all the intuitive beings. They're, they're also pagans, right? So, you know, definitely witches, potentially, I would say. I would now, with that being said, I, I believe and understand that not, not all pagans are witches, okay? Not all of them are witches, but um, let's be real, pagans are basically witches. <laughs> um, and they understood what was going on in the air, despite maybe not even knowing the stars, although I'm sure that they did. They, they definitely were following the moon. They were definitely, you know, giving offerings to the moon too, okay, to the, to the goddess. So there is this deep knowing that we have in our bones about Samhain, or as we want to say, Halloween, Okay, if you're not of Celtic background, you're probably just going to call it Halloween <laughs> um, or something else, which we'll talk about again later on. Um, and so just knowing that, like, your ancestors live in your bones. And so even if you don't have any knowledge of certain things, they are always going to carry you and let you know what you have to do. And so I think it's really interesting that this really amazing holiday and season that a lot of people celebrate and are in love with, including myself, um, celebrate this time of year because yes, it's become commercialized, but going way back in time to this time period, there was a deep understanding and knowing that this is just what you were supposed to do. And I'm saying that because death is celebrated this time of year across many other cultures as well. So it wasn't just the Celtics that were doing something either. Okay. Many other cultures were also celebrating, um, death. 
Okay, so for example, we have, um, of course, Dia de los Muertos, okay, which is really a Mexican tradition. And that takes place on the 1st of November and the 2nd, I believe. And from what I've read in my research, the first November 1st is for the younger spirits and the children, whereas November 2nd is for the elders, but I'm not really sure that's actually true, but it's from the 1st and the 2nd of November. Now in, in Haiti, there is Fet Gede, and that is on, again, November 1st and 2nd. Now, there is also um, a Catholic, um, you know, celebration, I guess you could say, uh, which is All Saints Day. Um, and then and that's on November 1st. And then there's also All, All Souls Day on November 2nd. So All Saints Day was actually designated as November 1st by Pope Gregory III in the 8th century. Now, is it a coincidence that this happened in the 8th century, the number 8, which is the 8th house, which is Scorpio? Um, no, I don't think so. But anyway, that also took place. And of course, like I said before, All Souls Day. So All Saints Day was really for venerating the saints, the Catholic saints, and then All Souls Day was for, I guess, the ancestors, supposedly. So I started to say, like, there are various cultures where death is, is, is celebrated and, um, and really venerated, okay? If we're looking at African traditional religions and spiritual practices, all these practices <laughs> highlight the dead. <laughs> and not just during one time during the year, but literally all the time, right? Literally all the time. Um, but during these particular days during this particular week for example this is when this energy is is heightened and is um you know the the offerings the gratitude and all of that great stuff that we bring to them as, as veneration as as an honor is heightened at this time so you know um with that i just want to say i think it's really beautiful and if you are a witch who is looking to tap into um, Samhain or Halloween, um, and not just because everyone else is doing it, but because you understand and have a deeper knowing that this time of year is to be celebrated, honoring the dead. You are allowed to do that, but let's be mindful of how we're doing that, okay? Which I will a little bit go on a rant a little bit later on about, um, <laughs> but you know, find your own way, tap into what your ancestors are doing. When they celebrate death okay when they bury somebody what does that look like what does that whole process look like for you and your family tap into that okay because as i mentioned before i've only mentioned a couple of cultures yes saw one is for the celtic um elders and beings um dia de los muertos is for i would say the latinx uh, community but i would say especially and specifically uh the mexican community Fetigede is, of course, for the Haitian community and for those who are, I would say, um, working in, in voodoo in that system, if you are, but you should actually be Haitian if you're working that system. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you celebrate All Saints Day or All Souls Day, that could be part of your family's tradition as well. And you might not even be Catholic. But so look into what your family does. OK, because it's different for everybody. And I will say for myself, you know, as uh, as an Afro-Caribbean witch, 
I've always wondered why doesn't more of the Caribbean have their own version of Halloween or the Day of the Dead, like the above do that I've mentioned earlier. And so I kind of asked myself, you know, as of late, actually, why does Jamaica have, why doesn't Jamaica have any footprints in the sand left from the ancestors that highlights this in any way? And, uh, you know, when I was ready to really look into this question, because I knew it was going to be painful to look at, obviously I was reminded of, you know, the violence and restrictions my ancestors were under. Um, and so what I received and understood is that Protestants were heavily present on the island of Jamaica. And they were known for a huge dislike of veneration of any kind. They were not into that at all. And this included the saints. So unlike, you know, in Cuba, where the Catholic Church was extremely present um, and there was that influence of the saints being venerated and et cetera, and that's how the ancestors were covering their practices by using the saints' photos or pictures and whatever, um, Jamaica was a very, very, very different um, because Jamaica had Protestant influences. So there was no veneration of saints, nothing like that at, at all. And actually, I'm pretty sure it was the same thing in Salem, to be honest. Very heavy Protestant influence, right? Anyways, so that being said, all variations of ancestral veneration was actually banned in, in Jamaica, completely banned. So this would include the playing of the drums, okay? Any type of group activity where... Um, the enslaved beings wanted to, you know, get together and, you know, even like I would say celebrate the dead or bury a dead body or whatever it was going on. Um, they weren't really allowed to do that. There was no drum playing. There was none of that kind of stuff. Anything that connected them to Africa that was completely banned on the island of Jamaica. Okay. Completely banned. So this pretty much sums up the answer as to why there's no footprints in the sand. But what I do know for sure is that, you know, my ancestors cannot be told what to do. Resistance is in the blood, period. And so I know that my ancestors did not have a week dedicated to their gratitude uh, and respect for their own ancestors. But when it came to laying a body down, they were able to, you know, obviously over time, once they received their freedom and independence, they were able to celebrate in their own ways. Um... And this actually turns into what we have as nine night. And this is actually a nine day ritual, which is what they call it, nine night. They're super simple <laughs> with, their, with their titles. Um, but essentially this includes cooking foods that are favorited by the ancestor who they are burying, um, telling stories about them, ghost stories especially. They love to tell ghost stories during this time. Um, playing music and, and, and dominoes because that's just a huge tradition and even building a temporary altar for libations and, and pouring libations for everybody else as well. This is a huge part of that, and that actually takes place on the first of the nine days. Okay, so these are all elements that are common for ancestral veneration. And why is that? Because spirit loves a good fucking party. That's the whole point. Don't you notice all these things all have one big thing in common? They're all like a huge party. Drinks, costumes, masks, food like as sacrifices fire like this is all a huge party it's like getting lit with, with bottle service spirit loves that so i kind of wanted to highlight you know my personal experience because i feel like a lot of people might be listening to this and thinking to themselves like 
I don't have any of those cultures in me, so what should I do? And I feel you, okay? Because I don't either. Um, but my ancestors have their own way of celebrating death when the time comes. And so naturally, as a kid who just always loved Halloween and, and still does to this very day, um, I don't. I, I celebrate Halloween in the way that I like to in regards to costumes and candy and whatever, but I really mostly focus on just my spiritual practice and ensuring that I am pouring out lots of liquor and that I am giving lots of offerings and I'm at the altar and that there's plenty of candles there that are lit day in and day out. That is very, very, very important to me at this time because why? Again, spiritual protection. So um, if you are a mystic who's either a seasoned practitioner or a new one and are uncertain of how to celebrate this time of year, the truth is there is no pressure okay if you ask me personally ancestral veneration is a daily weekly practice this time of year is really just about magnifying that gratitude um, we shouldn't just be arriving to the party now okay that would just be unwise to be quite honest in fact if you don't even have an altar but you're looking to make one this weekend because you feel inspired by the by the season, the reason of the for the season, <laughs> please ensure that you are protecting yourself and have all the items that you need to keep yourself safe. I would say wait until after this weekend to build up your altar, but if you want to, I can't stop you. Um, I I trust that you can trust yourself and you know your abilities to maintain yourself in safety. Um, just be safe, okay? Just be careful. All right. Um, so if that means. You need to have your uh, black salt, your black candles, and your grandmother's jewelry that she never took off, then please, by all means, anoint yourself in all those things, okay? Including your Florida water or your fiery wall protection oil or whatever you have. Now, let me make myself clear. I do not recommend or support anyone who taps into the above celebrations of the dead that I mentioned earlier, so Dia de los Muertos, um, Fetge Day, okay, uh, Samhain in the Celtic way that it is celebrated, okay, so, you know, like, like I would say, like, cooking their foods and, and literally replicating their particular rituals and traditions, um, please don't do that when you are trying to celebrate and, and venerate your people, that's not what you're supposed to do, okay, don't do that. If you don't belong to that culture okay so if you're not part of the latinx community by blood you should not be celebrating dia de los muertos okay if you're if you're if you're celebrating it because you're you're married to a family and you got cousins or whatever i suppose that's fine i don't know um, i just think you should just leave things alone that aren't yours okay you can celebrate your ancestors with your own decor with your altar when you build up or when you um, upgrade it this weekend. You can celebrate them with your own decor. Okay. Candles can be very beautiful. Candle holders can be very beautiful. You have a lot to work with. If your answers are from the Caribbean, like mine, there are so many beautiful treasures, hello, of the islands that you can use for your altar. Okay. You don't have to just copy and paste. All right. 
please do not go out and buy marigolds and tequila if you are not celebrating Dia de los Muertos because you are connected by blood. Please. Your ancestors are waiting for you to connect with them in your way. All right. Don't be lazy and take from a culture that is sacred, just like your own, just because you're impatient and you want to reap all the benefits of talking to your ancestors right now. Understand this, okay? Communication with your dead takes time. And depending on how in tune you actually are with yourself, translating that conversation with the dead can take months. Literally months if you are, you know, whether you're in tune or not, it can take months. All right. So please make sure that whatever you choose to celebrate this weekend, if you choose to celebrate at all, please just make sure it is done in your way. That is not just taken from somebody or appropriate from somebody's culture. We do not celebrate or support that shit over here. Okay, please do not do it. Okay, listen to what they're saying to you. Listen, because they're telling you, okay, set up an altar for your ancestors. All right. You can choose to place a cloth on the table if you want. Um, Many will recommend a white cloth. I say do what your intuition says that you should do. Okay. Think about who you are building this altar for. Which ancestor is going on this table? Okay. Understand that your ancestors will communicate with you based on how strong their presence is and if they want to be up there or not they will tell you that okay now as practitioners understand that that means that you are probably going to this space on a regular basis and so it's going to evolve over time so we have to remember that our ancestors had their own practices and many of which we may see as square or of darker times. So regardless of your connection to their practice, remember that it has to be respected, okay? Your ancestors were human too. Your ancestors were human too. They are human. They were human, okay? They are not gods. They are human. They are ascended beautiful beings, but they are are human, And remember that your ancestors do not replace God, first and foremost, okay? Please remember that too. I feel like some people put a lot of pressure on their ancestors to to move the the sun and the moon, and it's like, you need to remember that these are humans, and sometimes they just want to rest and relax, okay? So once you've understood who the altar is for, you'll want to add their favorite items to it. So this can include some of their jewelry, or a cologne that they enjoyed wearing potentially, okay? Um, personal items are always encouraged. Now, on any altar you build, you want to include items that represent each element as well. This is very, 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 very important, especially if you're working this altar, okay? AKA burning candles and whatever. So for fire, you'll have candles. And I would say have one per ancestor. So if you only have one ancestor up there, that's fine. Put one candle. Okay. I would say one per ancestor, especially for this weekend, please. Um, for air, you'll want dried herbs to burn or incense or incense sticks or, you know, chunks of, I guess, you know, copal or frankincense or rare. Okay. That's also possible too. 
but most importantly, you'll want to include cigars of some type or some kind, okay? It's not a surprise that many of our ancestors smoked, okay? This is not a surprise, regardless of their region or, their, or where they are from, their culture, whatever. The ancestors, we know, enjoyed smoking. So for some, this was tobacco in a pipe, okay? Um, or as cigarettes. For some, it was as only as cigars, um, for others, it was ganja. Like, there's so many sacred plants that the ancestors were smoking. So, understand what your ancestors were doing and tap into that. But most really enjoy cigars because it's, it's a form of tobacco. So, you can definitely put that on your altar if it feels relevant to you, I would say. Okay? For the element of earth, you can add crystals, plants, and flowers. Flowers are always really great and beautiful to have as just offerings for the ancestors. They love it. It's, it's really sweet. It's really, really nice. Um, and it just lifts the energy too. It's just really, really great. Um, and they also are lively beings in a way. So it's really great to put flowers on the altar as well as plants too. And you'll notice if you have plants near your altar, they grow so wild and so abundantly when they are near the altar. It is so beautiful. I love it so much. Okay. Now, lastly, um, for water, you'll include an actual glass of water. I would say one per ancestor, but if you're doing a Boveda style, then you would probably have either six, nine, or 12. Um, I like to use one glass per ancestor, um, and then I also have a vase for all of them. Now, that's just my personal way of doing it, but you know, water is water, so put it in some kind of glass. Glass, obviously, not plastic, no plastic, pot in damn altar, okay? Please only put glass on your altar. Do not put water in a plastic cup for your ancestors. They will knock that shit over, to be honest. Please do not, okay? Um, but anyway, I want to say that the ancestors liked to smoke, but they also liked to drink. So including the water for this category um, and for this element, we're also going to be including alcohol. Um, so whether it's a shot glass with, with alcohol poured or a glass with alcohol poured into it, um, or even the unopened bottle, okay? Some ancestors and spirits like to just have the bottle and they're just like, give me that shit. <laughs> Don't open it though, you know? So it's really up to them. Um, but I would say these are all good things to have, okay? The alcohol with the water. It's good to have water and the alcohol. The water represents the clarity of communication um, and the veil between the two of you. So if it starts to get foggy, you know it's time to, one, clear that shit out, um, but also clean your cups and make sure that you're pouring out water on a regular basis. It shouldn't get cloudy, okay? This could mean that there's cloudy things coming in your way, and that's not good either, okay? Now, photos and other items can also be included, of course, but they are not really necessary. Honestly, some ancestors may not even want their face up like that on the altar. They can be very secretive beings. Like, what if your ancestor was, was a Scorpio? you know, or an Aquarius, then they probably wouldn't want their face on the altar anyway. <laughs> so be respectful of that too, okay? Over time, you may notice that the ancestors aren't as loud um, as when you first started connecting with them. Or maybe even they go completely quiet at some times. Understand that this does not mean they're upset with you, okay? Or that you did something wrong. This is not what it is at all. Please understand that you did nothing wrong. The ancestors are simply working, okay? When you go to them with your intentions and your concerns and your prayers and your workings, 
they carry that. When you go to them with your tears, with your anger, with your concerns, they and your worries, they carry that too. Okay, so trust that when they are going silent, they are handling business. And that is all that it is. That is all that it is. And I feel like we get really frustrated because we forget that time doesn't mean shit to them. Okay? The ancestors and spirit in general, like the astral realm, the spirit realm is not about time. Time is irrelevant over there. So if they are going silent on you, it's not because they're trying to punish you. Although you also have to take a step back and ask yourself, how have I been showing up for them? Because the more that you show up for them, the more they're going to show up for you. It's just, it's an exchange. Everything in life is an exchange. In death, it's the same thing. <clears throat> okay? It's the same thing in death. So understand that if you are just neglecting their asses and you, and you have this, this, this altar or this space, but you don't show it any love, you don't take care of it, you don't uphold it, that shit is just going to collect dust and yeah, they're going to be quiet. But if you're maintaining that space and they're just being quiet, that doesn't mean you should pull back and, and, and sit to yourself and think, oh, I'm doing something wrong, whatever. Don't go there first, okay? First, you should, want, you should communicate. Ask for clarity. Ask if there is anything that is blocking the connection. They'll let you know. Usually, though, they're just busy doing the damn work. The things that you're asking for, they take time to take place. And so having patience is really, really, really important, okay? Have patience with your ancestors. Have patience with your ancestral veneration practice, okay? It is new to you, and that's okay. You're probably the first in your family to do it. So have patience and grace for yourself on this journey, okay? And trust that you are doing the best that you can, and you are making your ancestors proud, baby. You are making them so fucking proud. Give yourself some more grace and light, all right? Now, let's go into our ancestral antidote, shall we? Here it is, super, super simple, right? Candles. Keep the candles burning this entire weekend. I am not playing with y'all. Keep those things burning every single week, every single day of the weekend. If that means you have to have one little candle going for the whole day, because you only have so many, so be it. But you need to make sure you have candles burning the entire weekend, beloved. Okay? Literally until November 4th, please keep the candles burning. The veil is thin and all of the witches are out here opening portals and shit, okay? All of them. I'm talking the good witches of the East and the wicked witches of the West. Okay? It's not just one kind of witch out here opening the portals. There's a lot of people out here who are... Um, connecting with darker spirits, which there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. We love the dark spirits too. They are also important to have. They carry out some workings that we need to have help with sometimes. However, they got some minions and things with them and those things sometimes are not always great. <laughs> so be mindful of that. Spirits are floating like it's Black Friday in New York City, honey. All right. So do not get hit in the crossfire, child. Lad. All right. Keep the candles burning. Take a bath daily if you can with Florida water and keep your head covered. So that means turban style or with a hat on. I don't care. Just cover it. 
if you're staying in your house, obviously you don't have to wear your hair covered. You're fine in your home, I would, I would assume. Um, but if you're going outside, put on your hat or you wipe up your head or whatever you need to do, okay? Um, if you take up, if you wake up one day next week with a cold, don't be surprised. That's because you kept your head uncovered like a rookie. <laughs> All right, so have a safe and a wonderful and amazing and beautiful Hallow's Eve, Samhain, Dios y los Muertos, Fet Day, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, whatever day or whatever way you are celebrating the ancestors and the dead and elevating your spirits, including yourself, because you yourself have a spirit. Okay, don't forget to bring yourself your own flowers this weekend. Celebrate life. Celebrate that you are still here. Celebrate that you have ancestors that love you and are protecting you. Celebrate that God has chosen you. Celebrate all the things that are coming your way, whether you can see them or not, because they are. All right. Trick or treat. Smell thy feet. Give yourself something good to eat. And with much love and peace, I say good night and enjoy your frights. And now I'm done. <laughs>